Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 240 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Uh, the, the news happened because of the Game Awards. Uh, before um, we get into that, yeah, I, sure. if you don't mind, I, I would kind of like to just kind of talk about all the stuff that's been kind of going in my life. Okay. I, I just, I wanted to talk about it last week, but I think it was just all kind of too early and too fresh. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, I've been kind of battling depression for quite a while, and mm-hmm. I was self-medicating with uh, marijuana, mm-hmm. and smoking a lot of marijuana, uh, and it just kind of culminated on Thanksgiving, where I was just kind of like, I met up with family, and I, I was just kind of around, you know, my sister and her husband and their, their new baby and uh, their new house, and... And then, like, my brother-in-law, he has siblings, and they're all married, and, like, and then I was just kind of looking at my own life, and it's just, like, I'm single again, and it just really just kind of got me down, and then the next day, I just kind of woke up, and I I just tried to do some things that were going to make me happy, and it just, nothing was making me happy, and then I just kind of decided that I was going to commit suicide, so I just kind of spent the day just kind of packing up my things and just kind of taking care of stuff, writing a letter. I eventually decided that I should call the suicide helpline. And so that's, I spoke to some woman. I agreed to have a counselor come out to me. This was like, um, like the national, like the U S national one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as it turns out, in like where I live, Binghamton, it's a small city, so they really don't have like a counselor that can come out to me. So what ended up happening is the police came out. I spoke to the police. Next thing I know, I'm in the back of the police car going to our, you know, our psych ward. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yeah, so so I ended up. I Manny, I gotta say that was an awful experience because like what I do not is, doubt that. <laughs> what happens is like you're taken to. Um, the emergency room where they took my shoes, they took my coat, they took my hoodie. So I'm just kind of sitting there and it, it, you know, it's cold. I'm, you can imagine the mental state I'm in and I'm just mm-hmm. like sitting in the, uh, the emergency room for a good, like four or five hours, just kind of like uh, waiting for to, you know, kind of talk to this counselor. Eventually a, a woman comes up to me and is like, Hey, we have a room in the back. Why don't you come and it, it'll just be a little better for you. So I, I agree to go into the room in the back. Next thing I, the room, they open up the door for the room. It's literally a mattress on the ground and that's it. And I'm like, is this supposed to make me feel better? Is this really supposed to make me feel better? Yikes, dog. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, eventually like I, I talked to a woman and they, Offered to like have me voluntarily go into the psych ward. I, I told him I didn't really want to do that. Uh, next thing I know, I was involuntarily put into the psych ward, which then I went up to like the correct floor. And there I had like, you know, a room and a bedroom or a, a real bed and a bedroom and everything. Uh, the thing that kind of sucked is I this was a Friday night, the day after a holiday. Uh, they really don't have a lot of great support for mental health in this country, especially in this area. So there's nothing that happens on the weekends. So I didn't even really get to talk to anybody until Monday. Oh, wow. Which 
which as you can imagine was just kind of frustrating because like mm-hmm. I, as bad of a mental state as I was, you know, Friday, I kind of just woke up and said, all right, you know, I'm here. It's time. I'm ready to get better. And then I had to just sit around waiting until I could finally talk to someone on, on Monday to start getting better. But uh, so then I was in the hospital for, till Wednesday. So I was in the hospital Friday to Wednesday. Um, I've been seeing uh, since then, I've been seeing a therapist. I've been, you know, on my medication. I'm doing a lot better. Um, you know, I'm just kind of working through some things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to kind of just talk about like, don't let it get as bad as I let it get. Like, talk to someone before this happens. Because one of the biggest things I learned about suicide, and I didn't even know the statistic, if I had done it, any unborn nieces or nephews would be 50% more likely to commit suicide themselves. It just has that much of a traumatic effect on the entire family. And yeah. So you could imagine, um, you know, getting out of the hospital. I was told that day on Wednesday, I get out of the hospital and my sister comes and picks me up and, you know, she brought her six month baby daughter. So then I, you know, held my six month, you know, baby niece for really the first time being sober and I imagine just like looking at her, just being like, man, if I had done this, like it would have just like had such a negative effect on her entire life. So like at that moment, I just kind of knew that like any agency I thought in like deciding when I was going to, to die, like I, I've lost that agency because I have to be strong for, for her. I have to do better for her. So yeah, I can assure you guys like in, in you, Manny, like I, I am doing better. Um, one thing I did fuck up though, uh, I got out. Of, I got out of the hospital on Wednesday. I went right back to work Thursday, and then I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I, Sunday off, and then I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday again. Uh huh. You texted then, like, me. I don't yeah. remember what day it was. It was not that many days into the week, and mm-hmm. you were like, "I've already worked fifty hours," and I was just like. Yeah what yeah. the fuck are you talking about man <laughs> yeah yeah that was that's, and then, awful, and then, like, that's so bad and then like literally then like monday tuesday wednesday that next week i worked another like 30 hours within the span of those and it just like it, it got so bad that on that wednesday at work i literally had an anxiety attack because i was just like so overworked and just so overstressed yeah. So then on Thursday, the next day, I literally woke up. I didn't even ask. I just wrote an an email to the vice president, my manager, and then like another supervisor. Just kind of saying like, hey, I'm going to just come in. I'm going to do what I I take care of in the morning, but then I'm going to leave early today. And then I would like to to leave early on Friday as well the next day. Uh, my manager came in, him and I just kind of talked and he was like, I can't have you, I can't let you have Friday off because we already had people off. And then he was like, I need you to work Monday, but then I'll give you Tuesday and Wednesday off this week. So, so like, I'm, <clears throat> I'm finally going to just take some time to recover after, you know, everything that's been going yeah, on. Yeah. I, it was a really dumb. I, I literally in those the span of those two weeks, I, I worked 110 hours. Yeah, um, that's buck ass wild, man. That's it, it, yeah. Getting out of the hospital and then instantly doing that was really stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I didn't play a lot of video games. 
because uh, I was literally like I'd been depressed and then I was in the hospital and then I was just working so much. Uh, but um, on that Thursday that I, I just said I was going to leave early, the nice thing about my shift is I start at five. So like literally I worked a half day. I was out at nine o'clock. Uh, so then I just kind of went home. And for the first time, I just kind of was like, I'm going to play some video games, some of my favorite video games of all time. Mm-hmm. So then I just kind of sat down, played some Banjo-Kazooie, played some Donkey Kong Country. I played some Uncharted 4, which is literally you were like, you played Uncharted 4? And, and so, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I played. Yeah. So that that's why I played some Uncharted 4. I've also played a little Mario Kart, uh, just playing as uh, Diddy Kong because they added my, my favorite yeah, they did. character. Uh, so I don't really have a lot to say about Mario Kart. Mario Kart's just awesome. But mm-hmm. um, uh, finally, uh, today I just kind of woke up and, you know, I'm going to play some video games. And then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, this this coming week, I'm just going to just play a ton of video games because uh, I just I missed it. Like, I just kept thinking the entire time I, I got out of the hospital. I was like, this is this is not good. Like, literally. I get out of the hospital and I haven't done a single thing that makes me happy because all I've been doing is working. And mm-hmm. to be clear, this isn't like work putting the pressure on me. I was doing it myself because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just the problem is my I keep telling people I have a manager who sets a really bad example. And I, I was just like, well, he's working these hours like we're all like I, I can do this, too. And it it, I, it was a bad idea. And everyone, everyone like afterwards was like. No, you don't do what Tom does. Don't nobody should do what Tom does. <laughs> Tom shouldn't do what Tom does. So, uh, but no, my manager's great. Um, I, you know, I I've kind of talked to him about everything going on, and he's just recently moved in the same small town that I live in. So he's invited me to join his uh, Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign. Uh, so, so that'll you know get me out, and I'm, I'll be around you know people, and I won't be so alone because that was a huge part of the problem is. I broke up with my girlfriend way back in June. Mm. And then instead of like going out and, you know, being around people, I was literally just isolating myself, getting high every day after work Mm. and just day after day after day of doing that. It just kind of mentally wore on me. Um, So I've quit smoking weed. Um, I'm doing better with that. And just, I'm just doing better in general. I, this is, this is the best I felt in a very, very long time. So no, I, I'm I, glad I, to hear that. Yes. I'm, I'm excited. Um, and I'm finally getting back to playing some video games. I played some Alan Wake earlier today and I'm like, hell yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll talk about my thoughts on that a little later. All right. But yeah, let's uh, now let's get into uh, the video game news. Yeah, so I'll talk about everything that I put on here outside of the Game Awards because that will be a majority of the stuff. Uh, even for that, I won't talk about everything. I'll just talk about things that I cared about and or highlights or th- thoughts. Um, but uh, last time we had talked about how the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer was going to be released at 9 a.m. on December 5th, I believe it was. Is it Tuesday? Yes. Uh, it, I, all of a sudden the night before that received a message in a group chat that I'm in that said, Hey, check out the GTA six trailer. And I was like, what? That's not supposed to come out until the morning. Uh, Mm -hmm. what happened was it leaked online with like weird Bitcoin, uh, advertisements, like watermarked all over it. 
And it was like really low quality only on Twitter. And when Rockstar saw that, they just said, well, we'll just put out the real one. So that, yeah, because like it's this really shitty version that's watermarked and like we don't want that one uh, being the one that people are associating with us. Um, So uh, 12 hours early, I I guess a lot of the people at Rockstar were still really upset by that because like they had, you know, set a time and are very excited to finally unveil it. Either way, to me, like it's one of those weird things where people like I get for the people working there to be upset by that. But all the people who were like, I can't believe this is so like fucked up. And it's like it's a fucking ad. I I still that's always my thing whenever people get upset about a video game trailer leaking like it's it's an ad for you to buy a just product like it's okay if if it bothers you that much you can just not watch it I didn't watch the the, the leak I waited yeah. until like I could actually watch the the real to trailer, be fair I didn't so. know the leak occurred <laughs> so, <laughs> and I just watched the real one when someone sent mm-hmm. it to me so yeah um Anyways, there was there was other weird stuff around that. Uh, one of the higher ups at Rockstar, um, his son had seen the game, and he let his friend take photo like off screen photos of GTA Six that he then uploaded to TikTok. Oh Jesus! And like they were able to buy various things, knowing who the kid was, trace it back to the father. And uh, that kid's probably grounded for the rest of his life <laughs> uh, is the moral of that story. I can't uh, remember uh, the guy's name, but I just remember seeing that and being like, holy fuck. Like, and this is after all of that early dev footage had leaked last year. Uh, it just they it's tough for them uh, with the leaks. But yeah, that kid is probably grounded for life. Um, anyways, the, the trailer is exactly what I thought it would be, where Rockstar is very obsessed with the image and tone of their games. So this is more like a tone piece letting you know that it takes place in fake Florida. I can't remember what the fuck they call their fake Florida. It looks like Miami to me. Well, so it is, it is that also because that's what Vice City was. It's literally their fake Miami, but they, they gave fake Florida, the state, a name in this trailer. I, it's, it's something it reminds me of Virginia. I think why Florida, do you think GTA? Why do you think they still do that? Like do like a fake city? Like they I could just they could like just a, do it. Leonidas, they, did New York, they could have just they could have done New York and then like California and then like why can't this just be Florida? You know, Leonida is mm. the is the name of fake Florida, um, and so it's like it has Vice City in it, but it's probably like. GTA 5's Los Santos map where right. um you know it has several have, other like, the smaller cities and yeah the Everglades are definitely a part of it. Um yeah, I I don't know. I mean the trailer doesn't really tell us much other than that all of the leaks were definitely real. You do mm-hmm. there is a woman that is the one of the two main characters named Lucia and she um it's her and her boyfriend. I can't remember his name because no one cares about him. It's just more important that there's a woman playable character that everybody's asked for for a really long time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's those two characters. It seems like it is a similar you switch between them style of GTA five. Uh, and yeah, I mean, other than that, like that it's a playable male and female character. You don't get a lot other than it is fake Florida. And there is a lot of like reference to real life 
Florida man esque shit in it. Uh, there's like the old lady with the two hatchets. That's actually like yeah. a real life famous video of a woman with two hatchets. Uh, th- there's a lot of stuff like that. And it's one of those things where I, I am curious. Uh, also, like GTA 5 is literally the biggest video game of all time. Like it is like the highest selling game of all time. GTA Online prints them money. So it's interesting. I- I'm curious. Uh, 2025 is when it's going to come out. I It's another thing like where we had talked about. I had previously said I thought it was going to come out in 2024. Um, but I wonder if it's early 2025 or late 2025. Either way, that's like that feels like forever away, but like it isn't really. But I it look it, it I don't know. It looks like a GTA game. It's the moral of the story. We'll get more of their weird tone piece trailers and stuff before we actually get true real gameplay and plot stuff. So I don't know. It's, it's just interesting to get it out there. It also is the most viewed video on YouTube. That's a non Mr. Beast slash non music video video of all time. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, within two days, actually. Uh, so I, I haven't seen that it was only like a couple days after. So it's possible that it beat out some Mr. Beast video and or a music video record, but music videos usually just get reviewed millions of times. So like, now I know this is going to age me, but what yeah. is Mr. Beast? Holy shit. That is a crazy question. You're better off not knowing. That's the moral of the story. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, no, he's like, <laughs> he's widely considered the most popular YouTuber. Um, and he okay. does a lot of weird videos of like him doing like philanthropy. Like if you okay. had heard of it, the one where it probably came up, which I, cause I bet a lot of real news articles or outlets covered it when he like paid to cure like a hundred people's blindness. Oh, okay. He is an enigma to me because he is one of the YouTubers that has yet to have been proven to be a total shitbag. Uh, mm. But he also seems to have limitless money. And like even in his early videos before he got really famous, seemed to have had li- limitless money. So he might have just like had money to begin with. Yeah, it's just one of those weird things where it's like I'm buying an entire house and filling it with elephant toothpaste and like dumb shit like that. Or like I bought all of my friends a sick car. And you're like, "Ah, well, okay, okay. I don't know. Kids love that shit. He also does a lot of weird videos of where he's like, I went to prison for 30 days and this was my experience. Okay. But like, it's fun prison. I don't know. He's it's weird. I don't like his videos very much, but he yes, very prolific. it, it sounds like something that I just avoid. I, yes, when I go on you YouTube, are, you're better off. I don't watch mm-hmm. them voluntarily. They just happen to be on in my home sometimes. I just watch talky videos and history documentaries on YouTube pretty much. Hey, it would be a lot better if people were watching more history documentaries and less Mr. Beast. I'll say that. He has his own right. candy bars. Okay. Beastables. Uh, the peanut butter flavor is called D's Nuts. Anyways. Oh, I okay, I recognize this guy now that I look him up. Yeah, he's wow, in Fortnite. He's young. Yeah, he's young. Okay. Uh, he, he's in Fortnite. Anyways. Uh, cool, I guess. Yeah, so anyways, this trailer is huge. It I uh, I haven't seen what it had done recently, but millions and millions of views. Turns out people like GTA. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is which is why it doesn't matter when they release the game. It, it, it doesn't matter the, at all. It will be the best selling game of the year, like the day day one. It will outsell everything. Oh so. yeah, it will explode. And mm-hmm. what I thought was really funny is so it it is in the trailer. It's like oh for PS5 and Xbox Series X, right? 
people right. are like, oh, it doesn't say Series S. That's like kind of concerning, whatever. But it didn't say PC either. And that's where people freaked out. Now, has a GTA game released day and date on PC ever before? No. I, can can I take that? <laughs> has a Rockstar game? No. Be- uh, did, did Red Dead 2? I don't know. No. No. Okay. It well, either either it way, was days, it was they, years later. They have they have solidified the fact that all of those people will double dip and buy that shit again on PC, just like mm-hmm. with GTA Five, where people bought it again on PS4 and then bought it again on PS5 and bought it again on PC. So they're just they're gonna get you. Don't worry. Are about you it. excited to get GTA Six on PS6? Yeah, sure. You know, you know it'll be on there. I I know. I can't wait. I mean, hey, I'm one of the very few people who did not buy GTA 5 ever again after its initial release. I just have my PS3 copy. I guess technically I do have it on the Epic Game Store, but it was given to me for free by Epic. So, Manny, I'm one of the few people in the world that just doesn't own GTA 5 at all. I mean, that's also fine. I, yeah, you know, I, I, it was a, it was I'm a just fine, not a big Rockstar guy. It, yeah, it was a fine game at the time. Uh, that's why, like... It literally came out, I think, September seventeenth, twenty twelve, either twenty twelve or twenty thirteen, and like it was twenty thirteen. Okay, yeah. So like, it's old. So like, even then, when they were like, "We're re-releasing it again on PS 5 it's like, "Why am I?" No, it's ten yeah. years old. And like, <laughs> despite the fact that the graphics got better, like the gameplay didn't get better. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, that's my thing. I've just never really liked the way rockstar games play i don't think yeah and that's that's a very fair assessment i think so yeah but we'll we'll get more gta 6 in the weeks and months Mm -hmm. to come uh just the other day though gene park at the washington post was the first one to report this uh the esa has said e3 is dead forever Again, I, I, I'm just confused when I saw this because I was like, wait, it already died. Like, how many times is it going to die? Do I need to get a shotgun and just put this thing out of its fucking I mean, misery? The answer is probably because like, <laughs> it has died several times, but then they've like resurrected it. And then they've been like, oh, but uh, like it's not coming back this year, but like it'll be back next year. Uh-huh. but then they were like oh it's not and then it was again and now it's not they seem to be pretty final about this in their statement and uh their reasoning was basically like what everyone knows it to be is that there's publishers and developers have no need for it anymore they just will they would rather do their own thing than pay the esa tens of millions of dollars for booth space and preparing a booth what if we get Mr. Beast to pay the sure he could yes uh, he could but the thing I would be more upset about this but like Keely already replaced this <laughs> that is right it just so like at the summer games fest he said was going to continue to be a thing and like now it's just his brand is all year right like summer games fest is this few summer events and then like gamescom opening night he does and like the game awards so like you get like three parts of the year where yeah, we get keely's letting it rip we really get like june is like the video game month for yeah. announcements and, and then we get like the 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 video game awards and then like gamescom really r- rarely has anything 
but it's well, usually he does, like, that's I say that because he still does his show at that. He does his show, but like there there aren't the big announcements like for his show usually, yeah. you know. But I mean, at least two it's at the very least two times a year where Keeley pops off with world mm-hmm. exclusives, uh, yes. as we have seen recently. Um, so like, I, it's not that bad it, at this point. It's just funny because also you get all these people who are like, man, I can't believe COVID finally killed it. It was like E3 was dying in 2016, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> before COVID existed, at, or at least before COVID existed at the pandemic scale. So like, I don't know. It's just funny that people are trying to be like COVID killed it. It's like, no, it sucking killed it. And also, I was going to say like, the ESA, Modern, they, you know, they didn't really make changes and like try to figure out ways to make it better. I guess like too late, they started bringing like people in and I guess they tried to compete with like packs, but it just it didn't. Work. Yeah, but also then again, like the that didn't make sense because there's still nothing to do at E3 for a normal human other than wait in line to play games. Mm hmm. And the ones that you want to see in closed door demos, you will never get to see as a person, like a normal human. I know, but like there were still a lot of people who went and like, I, I have no interest in going to event and waiting five hours to play a 10 minute splice of the video. Yeah, I, it just the whole the whole thing was baffling to me. And obviously it didn't make them enough money to continue pretending like it did. So uh, that, you know, just thought I'd throw that in here. You three dead again. Mm-hmm. Um, the final non-game uh, awards news is PDP, the people who took over making rock band instruments from Mad Cats after they had to stop doing it, uh, is teasing that they are working with Harmonix again to release new ones. This is good news for several reasons. One, if you have looked at the price of plastic rock band instruments of any kind in the past year, you probably shit yourself because that, they're like, a reason they're hundreds oh. of dollars. There's a reason why I bought a used wired one for my <laughs> Xbox 360. Yeah, it it's fucked up. So PDP yes. will be most likely making new ones. It seemed pretty clear, mainly because of the rock band-esque Fortnite festival mode, which I'll talk about later, that Harmonix made that is just rock band, but in Fortnite. Uh so, yeah, I think that that's interesting, especially because last time PDP was asked, they were like, never again. But maybe now, because it's in Fortnite, they were like, hey, people might actually get it this time. Well, I mean, here's my hope, Manny. Like, Fortnite brings it back, and then people are like, we need Rock Band again. And then we still have it. They still put out music every week, bro. Let's go. Yeah, but, like, I wouldn't mind if they did, like, a Rock rock Band live. And then it was yeah. kind of like Guitar Hero Live, but then like it's just like a subscription base. Hey, thing. boy, do I have the thing for you? It's called oh. Fortnite Festival. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, so yeah, is it is that basically it? It's sort of the songs rotate out on a daily basis, so there's like mm. eight to ten songs. You can also buy songs for way too much money, like more than a single rock band track would be, because mm. of the way V Bucks work is the wildest shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, So like you can still get songs, but they also rotate out on a daily basis for people who are not going to pay for that. Um, Sure. So it sounds like I should just buy rock band Four. Yeah. 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 Yep. 
Um, and then with that, uh, Keeley had his big show, as one of my favorite streamers, Eris, likes to call it. It's Jeff Keeley's birthday. Uh, this, did you watch the Game Awards, Matt? I watched it. I didn't watch it live, if, mm. if you remember my previous story about all those hours I was yes, watching yes, yes, yes. during this time. Uh, but I, I watched, I, I kind of just looked up the news and then just kind of watched the trailers of things I would be interested in. And then I just kind of looked at who won and it's like, oh, Baldur's Gate won everything. So, that, so like, uh, that's not true. Alan that. Wake won many things. Uh, that's right. It was Baldur's Gate and Alan Wake that just basically like won everything. Yes. Which, hey, hell yeah. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, so what stuck out to you before I go on several tirades about this wonderful show? Uh, um, honestly, not a lot. Cause like, even like the God of War, I'm like, I don't really care about a, a roguelike God of War mode. Like that's not really what I'm looking for in a God of War game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I, there were a couple things I'd, I'd have to, why don't you get going and I'll, I'll look it up and like, see um, so like what I se- several oh, things. Blade. Blade. Blade, yes, yes. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. It's fucking sick. Um oh, and then also uh like the the handful of uh Sega games. Oh god, that's the best announcement, personally. <laughs> Skull and Bones is apparently still a thing. It's that one, not I don't I wrote that in my notes. I said this is an elaborate ruse. <laughs> uh so uh, so yeah, I, I think most of, a lot of the stuff that I was like more most excited to play eventually was in the pre- half hour pre-show. Um, mm. the, the guy who had made Inscription and Pony Island, which I had never played, but it was about like a game developer soul being trapped inside his game. Uh, I might actually try to play that soon. But anyways, he announced Pony Island 2, which looks to be like he took the weird exploration elements of inscription and then made pony island twice as bizarre and weird uh so i'll I'll play that when it comes out um that seems cool uh so i had not known this the the developers of dead cells uh, that was another that was my other big one yeah they're making an action rpg called windblown but what i did not know and found out in the ensuing bits of me looking it up was apparently dead cells was so popular that they spun off a separate company to just support dead cells because wow. the devel- the lead developers wanted to make something different and not just Dead Cells forever. So there is a group of developers who work and you're continuing to make Dead Cells content and DLC while the like main group of developers transitioned over to making this game called Windblown. Um, it looks like a fun, cool action RPG and like anything that the Dead Cells team is involved with, I'll give it a shot because that game felt so good. If they can make like a 3d action game that feels good. Hell yeah. That's sick. Which that does remind me the Ori developers. I can't think, remember that game. They're also doing like an ARPG. Yes. It is called no rest for the wicked. That game looks really cool. Uh, I do you think, do you think they came up with that name? For themselves, because of themselves, I don't know. Uh, like, it was listed. Remember, I like, I have it here, March first. I don't know if that was early access or not. Uh, yep, yeah, early access quarter twenty twenty four. So yeah, but they are uh, they're not partnered with Microsoft on this bad boy. Which I mean, Ori's been 
certainly i think a lot of people know what ori is yeah, yeah. so they they probably can mm-hmm. like spin off and it looks beautiful yeah it looks really cool uh in the pre-show also the developer of the rhythm game thumper that people really liked in vr um they are they announced their new game thrasher that looks pretty sick i never expected the thumper development team to make another game but here we are having that they also announced the dave the diver slash dredge the like cthulhu themed fishing game crossover dlc that came out two days ago it's free uh apparently it's pretty sick um because the Dave the Diver people really liked Dredge as a game. Uh, and so you basically can go to like a couple new places at night. You can drive the boat in 3D like you do in Dredge. Uh, they added some more quality of life stuff, some more neat things to Dave the Diver it's for free. So you should check that out. Uh, that was cool. I was glad they announced that. Um, so yeah, like those pre-show things are like things that I will like get and play no matter what. A lot of sure. the main show stuff, while like still announcing games and stuff, is always feels more like this is a concept <laughs> that I sure. will either just see a CG video of or play in two to five years. Um, so, like you had mentioned Sega's thing, that was when I lost my mind because <laughs> recently there had been uh, leaked art of what looked, which was jet, the three main jet set radio characters beat gum and the other guy, I can't remember his name. And also DJ professor K. Um, and people claimed that it was coming from a Sega survey that they were being sent to. If we were to make another jet set radio game, which of these art styles slash filters would you want on it? Basically. And so people mm, could okay. never really corroborate if it was real or not. The answer judging from this trailer is, is very real because it is the exact same character models that they were showing. Um, But this basically was like a weird Sega ad to introduce the fact that they are trying to reboot a lot of their more neglected (laughs) franchises. So while I got hype as fuck for Jet Set Radio, because I love it so much and like crazy, so does does Team Reptile, because they made Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, which is a Jet Set Radio feature. Uh, But yeah, Crazy Taxi. Uh, I love Crazy Taxi. That's cool. I think mm-hmm. that game looks pretty neat. Uh, the one that I think most people should probably be the most excited for is the Shinobi game. If you go back and look at the footage of that Shinobi game, it first of all, definitely a Metroidvania because that's what a modern Shinobi would be. But the art style is fucking awesome. Like it looks like moving like kind of like Okami with the like moving like super thick brush stroke style. Um I think it looks really good. They don't show a lot of any of these, but that game looks really cool. The two that I was like, I'm not feeling these were streets of rage and golden ax. Right. One, because I don't know that you can say you're bringing streets of rage back when streets of rage four was just made like within the past three years and also was really good. Um, so them being like, we're transitioning it to 3D. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and the same thing for Golden Axe, because the last Golden Axe game came out on PS3 and was 3D and was just a burning trash fire. So I don't know. I have faith. Um, apparently, uh, when people looked more into this, this is basically none of these games are anywhere near completion or anything. And this is more a recruitment video to come work at Sega. My big question is, like, what are these games, like, what's going to be the scale of these games? Like, can they make a $70 crazy no, taxi? No, 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 like, no. I, 
I exactly. so that's my thing is I think these have to be like twenty to thirty dollar downloadable smaller <laughs> scale things, uh, especially because like my because of bomb rush cyberfunk right like that game costs i think it actually costs more than most people would think i think it's 40 bucks but like that is longer than jet set radio future was when it was a full price product so i i don't think they can get away with charging 60 dollars for these things and they also all look smaller and more experimental as well it's kind of like a metroid prime or not metroid prime but metroid was it dread dread what was it uh, where it's like, God, like this is a great game, but like sixty dollars is a lot for a Metroidvania when like I can go on Steam and get like a great Metroidvania for ten to fifteen dollars, you know? Yeah. And it's also one of those things where I feel like if they were like smaller scale games or like twenty to thirty bucks, that bolsters Sega's catalog because like they don't need full seventy dollar games right like they have they own atlas so they they release persona games for that price they have yakuza games that they release for that price for some fucking total reason war. they release sonic games at that price uh yeah and like total they, they total war studio there was actually a thing with that where they just recently apologized for their last several games and said they're gonna take feedback and like do better yeah i got an email from them and it was just like an apology and i was like an apology for what I yeah i guess people were not like super pleased with the last couple games but they uh well, Still doing I, not to get into like the history of it, but like Egypt really confused me for the the Total War series. Yeah, yeah. Because like I like the thing about Egypt and like really think about e- ancient Egypt, Manny. Like they never really like expanded. They pretty much just stayed to where they were. Mm. And it's and it's because it's just like their culture. It, it was just like their culture and their beliefs. So like it just doesn't really make sense. I'm like they're not ones to really like go out and like conquer the world. So then why are like, it just seems like a very strange fit, but, <laughs> but at the same time I did buy like this laptop because I kind of wanted to, to check it out. Yeah. Uh, so like, I think Sega's in a very good place and my favorite bit about this was they did interviews afterwards and they said what games allowed them to do these experimental things and bring back old ip guess what those games were streets of rage no persona and yakuza <laughs> oh okay i see like like, like the financial success yeah i thought so, like streets of, i thought they learned from streets of rage and they're like no. oh we can we can you know you know who's conveniently absent from those two games sonic the hedgehog I just to believe that stop. movie made them a billion dollars. Oh, that movie did. That, that's that's different though. Like the success of his game, there is none. So like that that's the thing. And also, there were a lot of people who were like, they had the ring sound. How come they didn't announce a new Sonic game? It's like because they don't need to fucking resurrect Sonic. He's a walking corpse already. He continues to come out every year against God. Like why? <laughs> Uh, so that's cool. I think those are cool. And like, they're using them to recruit people to get excited to be like, I would love to work at Sega to work on a new Shinobi. Um, so that's neat. So those teams will all expand. And then, uh, actually our friend Jumbo sent me the job listing for working on Jet Set Radio. So, okay. I did meet none of the criteria, but I appreciated it nonetheless. 
<laughs> I just writing staff. You, you, you yeah, writing, writing staff, and I can also be like, "Hey, I played Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Let me tell you uh-huh. guys about it." Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that was neat. That was my biggest thing. Obviously I blew a gasket when they finally, finally, finally announced the new monster hunter game, monster hunter wilds. 2025 is really far away though. So it's just the brief glimpse at it makes it look like it's going to be take the open aspect of world one step further and be more open. Um, yeah, and like a, a lot of the other stuff, like none of it super uh, really spoke to me. I mean, like some of them are interesting. Oh, that, sorry. Arcane making a blade game is the sickest shit I've ever heard of yeah, in my yeah. whole life because it's Arcane Leon, the people who made Dishonored, Dishonored 2, and Deathloop. Uh, and it's third person, I guess. The, well, it has to be like you don't want to play blade well they said person. it is so apparently and then people were like i can't believe they're making a blade game there's no way they could have wanted to make this and then they got out there and said whoa whoa, whoa hey 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 we <laughs> went to marvel and we pitched the game we wanted to make and they said yes and so that's why we're making it <laughs> so they basically were like, yes, we picked Blade. We picked it to be a weird immersive sim stealth game like our previous games, but Blade's there and third person. So we're making it. I think that's really cool. Um, you know, there's there's a bunch of other like random sh- shit that House House, the people behind uh, making that little uh, Game Boy esque thing, the play date and Untitled Goose game have a really weird new multiplayer game uh, called Big Walk that looks fun and weird. Don't Nod is making a game called Lost Records that looks just like Life is Strange, despite the fact that they keep saying they don't want to be known as the Life is Strange studio. My <laughs> pro tip is stop making games that are like Life is Strange, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a bunch of stuff. Um, the, the two uh, other biggest ones or the biggest one, I think, is that Hello Games, makers of No Man's Sky, got out there and announced their next upcoming game called Light No Fire. This game is mind blowing if you take into the account what he Sean Murray was saying about it. No Man's Sky was a bunch of procedurally generated planets that you would go to. This is a procedurally generated Earth or planet that like you are these weird animal people and you like explore the world like Elder Scrolls style. It looks fucking crazy. And the fact that they were able to turn around No Man's Sky in the way that they were, I'm here for it, man. Sure. I, you know, would I have gotten out there again after I announced No Man's Sky at the Game Awards to announce my next project that's kind of like No Man's Sky? Absolutely not. But um, they did that. Uh, It's a redemption story, maybe. Oh, I mean, it is. I I think it's really cool that they are able to make this game and still support Mm -hmm. uh, no man's sky, at least through 2024. As he said, the game's already been supported so much. Yes. Um, So yeah, there's, there's those. uh, And then I had some things on here. Like people have got to stop jerking Kojima off. Uh, I wrote that because I, I found this hit. I know you probably didn't watch the Kojima part. I found it. I I found it to be insufferable. (laughs) Because they had Christopher Judge come out and present an award 
and made a bunch of fucking jokes with him included about how his speech last year took so long and blah, 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 blah. These motherfucker, this motherfucker, Jeff Keighley, lets Kojima come out, talk for 10 minutes in Japanese about the literal nothing trailer he showed of just people's CG faces of Udo Kier and someone else's face uh, for his new horror game called OD, which is his horror game that he's partnering with for uh, with the Xbox for, which was the rumored thing. It tells you nothing. What he says tells you nothing. And then they have Jordan Peele come out after him. And then I was like, you know, I wasn't on board at all. But then I think Jordan Peele has been a decent horror writer in the past several years with his last three movies. And like, maybe he can tell Kojima to get out of his own ass for whatever this is. Uh, but it just it went on for so long. And the fact that every single reward speech was told to be kept to 30 seconds or less. And you let this fucking huh. moron talk about nothing for over 10 minutes is like you couldn't have like cut this to five minutes and then given everybody like 10 extra seconds to accept an award for the game they worked on. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems fucked up. Anyways, this game, I, who fucking knows what it's about? We heard about it for 10 minutes and we don't know. We just know that Udo Kier's face is in it and Jordan Peele is working on it with him. Uh, so there was that. When Neil Druckmann uh, thanked everyone for um, the Last of Us Show's award, he said, big thank out. And I thought that was really funny. Got a big thank you and shout out into one, the big, <laughs> the big thank out. So I wrote that down because I thought that was really funny. Um, the, the, those were the the main things that I really had written down here. I I know like it's not truly an award show because they, you know, it's more about getting the stuff out there and it's the only way they can really get people to watch is by having all these things. But like 30 seconds for each award and then to like, seriously be like telling the people to get off the stage so hard that the head of Larian forgot to announce that the Xbox version of Baldur's Gate 3 was out right then. That's fucked up. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, and, you know, let Sam Lake speak more when he accepts an Alan Wake 2 award. That's my thought. <laughs> let Sam Lake speak in general because he's got that Swedish voice. He's such a fun guy. I'm so glad Alan he's Wake is I'm so glad he's an amazing actor. He's a great actor. Hey, it's not his voice. So do whatever. The same thing with the guy who plays Alan Wake. That's a voiceover. When I found that out, it blew my brain open. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's just it's a very Swedish person, just like Sam Lake. Huh? Uh, And then they voice over it, which I even the the live action stuff. Yeah. Jesus, I did not. I I was like, wow, Sam. Oh he's, yeah, he can, do an, he, he can do an American yeah. English accent like really well. Yeah, that's, so that that voice for Sam Lake is the guy who voiced Max Payne originally as well, oh. who also had Sam Lake's voice. So, wow. anyways, I could talk. Oh my god, I talk about Alan Wake forever. Um, but yeah, I I think that I was really glad that Alan Wake too won some awards. I don't think Sam Lake really expected it to. Um, and then Baldur's Gate, every time someone got up there to talk for Baldur's Gate, I was like, yes, get it. The head of Larian was wearing his handcrafted armor that he made. I love that for him. 
Uh, and the voice actor for Asterian was also super psyched. Very good. Uh, very cool stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I think it was cool. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, sometimes it feels a little weird, especially in a year where there were so many layoffs in the games industry to be like, games are what we all love and bring us together. And it's like, eh, well, not necessarily for everyone, but I get, I get where Keeley has to come from in his making of this show. So. Sure. Cool though. A lot of world exclusives. A lot of stuff that I thought was neat. Um, I lastly, I will just say, like, I I don't want to see any more trailers for Hellblade. I just want to play it. You know, like, are I, you I, sure? I just kinda, are you yeah, sure? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot that that was even shown. Did I write that down? No, I don't think I did. Probably not, because yeah. like they didn't really like like we've already known about the well, game. We've already also already seen be. gameplay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I know what it's going to be. Just let me play it. It's but fine. I, it's not ready yet. Fine. It's so bizarre. Oh, the God of War DLC. That is interesting that they were actually able to keep that under wraps. Yeah, but like, are you interested in that? No, like, and like, I probably won't play it, especially because I'd have to reinstall God of War and that'll take too long. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's cool that it's there for people sure. who are way into the combat, but I don't know that I will need to see anything other than a video of what the ending implies. So I, I like we discussed, like at this point, what I want is that Atreus spinoff game. Yeah. I would like to see that as well. Oh, I also wrote that the fallout show doesn't look terrible. It actually looks all right. The fallout Amazon prime show. I probably won't watch it. So I might, I might try. That seems, it seems all right. Uh, I still haven't watched The Last of Us. That show's so actually man. good, though. I know. It's a, it, I would really like it. I just haven't watched it. That's you know, big thank out from Neil Druckmann for that one. <laughs> so, just go watch. Uh, that show. See, I'm just more excited for the game to get re-released. For the, the, <laughs> you know. I still think that that was supposed to be at the Game Awards. It, they obviously they didn't because they had already pre-announced it and stuff, but. Sure. Still feel like that was supposed to be the case. Uh, so yeah, that was really the game awards and stuff. Um, oh, they also said that this is weird. They said that the Alan Wake new game plus was out as of when they were giving their speech. That was not true. It came out the Monday after. So now we can all play through Alan Wake with new game plus and see the new ending. If we want, uh, see, I haven't even seen the the beginning ending. Well, you gotta get there. I first ending. I don't. I want to play it again, but I don't. I don't know. I. Uh, it depends how much of the stuff is added, and no one can really tell me that yet. It seems like so. Maybe I'll just end up watching the secret ending on YouTube, but we'll see. There's also two DLC packs planned for that game, so like, I'll get back into it eventually. Yeah, that's it for the news, which I mean a lot from the Game Awards, if that's your cup of tea, you know. Still no Hollow Knight Silk song. Uh, it's never coming out. The end. I, I, <laughs> I think like the way you feel about Hollow Knight is how I'm feeling about Hellblade, where it's like, just let me play it. I just want to play it. I, yeah, I actually... I don't want to see any more. I have been reading... Um, these video game academic journal things called a profound waste of time uh and in one of them they interviewed team cherry and i now get why silk song is taking so long 
they did not think about enough enough about it when they started building it. Okay. They basically were like, yeah, man, she's twice as tall as the Hollow Knight. That completely has to change our entire game design. <laughs> if an entire oh. game is going to be made around her and also sure. she can talk and the Hollow Knight could not talk. So then you have to like make dialogue for the, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, I get you. And that game will be good no matter when it comes out. I just, I'm just so chomping at the bit, man. Champing. Champing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit, actually. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I, I, it bothers you every time, but I got to do it. No, it's chomping. I can't. I forget champing. that. I'm, I willfully forget <laughs> that piece of knowledge every time. Um, so yeah, we can get into the video games we have been playing. Uh, what do you got? Hit me. All right. So I'm not going to talk about Uncharted 4 too much. What? God, I just, I I just love that game (laughs) so much. It's just like, it makes me so happy just playing it, which, you know, all the games I played that Thursday just made me so happy. Yeah. Just like Banjo-Kazooie and Donkey Kong Country. I didn't play through all of these games. I just played a little bit. But Uncharted 4 is one. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to replay this one. I put it on hard difficulty. It looks beautiful on PS5 because they did that upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Uncharted 4. Uh, still great. I've uh, dabbled. Re- and then it's just like, all right. I have, at this point, like, I, we only have, like, a couple weeks. And the year's over for the, the, the game of the year. So, I'm like, all right. I got to just kind of find... I feel like I feel really good about my top nine. I just want to find one more game. So then I just kind of bounced around between Super Mario Wonder, Alan Wake 2, SteamWorld Build, a little Assassin's Creed as well. I'm thinking out of these four, out of those like three, four, the one that's definitely intriguing me the most is Alan Wake 2. God, that game just seems very, very interesting. I just, I love it so much. Uh, but Super Mario Wonder, this I, I'll just talk about that briefly and just say, like, it seems really neat and cool, but I, it's not fully clicking with me. No, uh, and did... so this is why I haven't beaten it yet. And I I have, uh, I think, three games on my list that I have I've said mm-hmm. I would make sure that I beat by the end of the year, which would be the Super Mario RPG remake, which I'm in the final dungeon and could beat that game with my eyes closed, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Mario Wonder and Pikmin 4. And Mario Wonder, I think I have one or two more worlds left. But yeah, every time I like sit down and I'm like, oh, what am I going to play? I don't pick Mario Wonder. And it's because I like, I don't know. It just, it didn't hook me in the way that I wanted it to. But also like, it's not bad. So it's just, it's like a baffling feeling when I play it. It's not bad, but it's also just like, Maybe it's not difficult enough. Maybe I need oh, something a little bit more challenging. Enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I just need something a little more challenging, uh, especially like a 2D platformer. Because like, you know, like I I played through um, Super Meat Boy and just like, yeah. I really like those really tough, challenging, like uh, Metroidvanias, uh, mm. the, like, like Ori. So like, and this is just kind of like, it's cute and charming. Uh, but like it is, it can get a little mind numbing after about a half hour of playing it. I'm like, ah, I played through a few worlds. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steam World Build. I just played about a half hour today, earlier today. This game has me uh, a little more intrigued. Uh, I just, I love the Steam World games in general. Yeah, uh, yeah. Steam World Digs, one of my favorite. Uh, there is clearly like it, the game kind of starts out and and you're like, oh, I got to build this whole like town because there's. <laughs> 
there's this like evil it, I, I don't want to call it evil but like i just get the feeling like it's using us to like dig deep into the ground to get this like ancient technology and then it's going to turn on us once we get this ancient technology so i'm kind of curious of how that story goes but like right now i'm just kind of like building up the town and i haven't played like a city builder in a really long time so like building like this like steampunk city builder in the steam world world like like steam world world like yeah, i don't know uh it, it has me intrigued i've only played about a half hour but i definitely want to just like keep uh dabbling with that but the the big game for me is alan wake 2 yeah um i will admit like uh i if when i was playing this initially like i got so frustrated and i just kind of stopped playing it uh in retrospect i think that was more just like the depression and just like i just wasn't in a good mental state but like playing it today i got to like when i fired it up today i was at the point where like if you remember like it's early on when you're playing as i can't remember her name whatever the woman's name is saga like she had just found like alan wake Mm, in like and, and then the game was like hey explore the flooded area so I spent like a good like hour and a half, two hours just trying to explore everything. And like, it just wasn't triggering anything. Hey, so I can I tell you like, a secret? There's a bug. No, it's not a bug. Uh, oh, okay. I, I actually heard two people say this exact same thing this week on video game okay. podcasts, two separate podcasts. That's not a checkable box. No. And it's a suggestion because both of them said I was fucking going around and I was like, this is fucking stupid. I've explored this whole area. This box is going to check. It's going to be a new thing. And then they both were like, and then I looked online and people were like, that doesn't check off. And I was like, motherfucker. And so just pro tip for everyone. I don't remember that being an issue for me. I probably just left. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That box doesn't check off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can so that's why that like frustrating if you're waiting for it to happen. Yeah, I was like, what do I? What am I missing? Uh, so it's, so that's why I just like I was like, yo, yo fuck this. That's and, really then, funny like, because two yeah. literally this week two separate mm-hmm. podcasts exact same thing. So that's awesome. But like I was just like today I was like I'm gonna just sit down and play an hour of Alan Wake and then like I so I I, I looked that up I I got through that part and then I started playing as like Alan Wake so then you're just like you're just like wandering around the studio like that TV studio and you're like this is weird I am fully on board oh, with t- wherever t- this game is going so so I I will say several things to you about this okay. product I think that if you ever get frustrated with the combat do not be afraid to put it on the easiest difficulty because I already put, I started it on easy okay. difficulty because right. it, it doesn't punish you in any way. Like it doesn't even lock you out of any of the trophies and it just like, even I like think, the story mode. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, but like I just played it on normal and I didn't mind it that much, mm-hmm. but I have seen a lot of people be like really, really hate the combat in this. Uh, which like, I thought it was fine. I didn't really have that much issue with it, but I I just think it's worth seeing the story through. So like, if the combat is frustrating, I think anyone should not feel afraid to put that on that easier difficulty because it doesn't change anything other than it's easier and you get more resources. So that's I assume you just like a couple shots and it's like all the enemies dead. Yeah. yeah. The easiest. Um, The other thing is I listening to people talk about this game. I the way I played it was I switched off the characters every chapter at the point where I could do that. So like 
there will eventually be a point where in most save rooms you can switch to the other person. The way I did it was I would like do the saga chapter. I would start the new one. I would switch to Alan, do that. Then, you know, keep switching until the game like doesn't let you switch anymore. And you just have to do the ending. Um, that made the plot like flow what felt like pretty good for me. I have seen okay. people saying like, oh, I played a saga until like the end of the game and I don't really think it's that great. And now I got to switch to Alan. And I was like, "I what? <laughs> to me, that is like baffling because I could not, every time anything happened with Alan, I was like, his world to me was so much cooler and more interesting. Uh, well, like, yeah, I don't know. So, like, I, I mean, people should play how they want, but I I think that the story just flows better if you're switching back and forth every so often as opposed to just, like, playing, like, 13 hours with one character and then going to do the whole thing as the other one. Yeah, like, if anything, I would want to play the Alan Wake, but then I'd be like, oh, now I gotta play the Saga part. Which, not the Saga part's bad, but, like, no, yeah, I'm way more just... interested in the, the Alan Wake part. Yeah, I also think the Alan Wake part just has more interesting mechanics, right? Whereas Saga's is basically just, like, this is a survival horror game in the woods. Uh, mm. where, whereas Alan's part is, like, I'm, like, changing reality, and, like, this shit is fucking crazy. It's all dark and weird. And, like, I think they're both really good. Obviously, this is one of my favorite games of the year, but I just mm-hmm. say those two things as someone who really liked this game and has also seen a lot of people be like, I don't like it very much because of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's up to you how you play the game, but I think switching back and forth, at, at least at certain intervals, will probably yeah. make it like a more varied and enjoyable experience. So Yeah, that was my plan. I wanted to bounce back and forth because I figured that's how it's written anyway. Like, Yeah, and I mean, like, sometimes, like, the stuff will, like, cross over to, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just, it's it's an interesting, it, 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 tackle it in any way, but it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting is probably the correct word. That is probably the most interesting game that came out this year. Yeah. And I'm only a couple chapters in, and I can already confidently say that. Yeah. Uh, but nope, that's all the games I've been playing. I will definitely have a lot more to say about Alan Wake and probably SteamWorld Build. I don't know if I'll have a lot more to say about Super Mario Wonder just because, like, I don't know if that that game, like, that that could be a 2024 game for me. Like, I don't need to play that because I don't think it's going to make my top 10 list. Yeah. Uh, okay, then. I played a bunch of the Super Mario RPG remake. I am at the final dungeon. I have nothing else to say about this game other than it is a very faithful remake. And I'm almost done with it. And people know I like this game already. I continue to feel the same. So not much to add there. Uh, what, out of curiosity, what do you think is your favorite like uh, remake that's come out this year? Because they did that, that ghost, uh, ghost detective trick? game. Ghost, yeah, ghost so yeah. I actually did not play that. I was planning on playing it again oh. this week, but that is like not even like changed at all. It's just literally Ghost Trick, but on PS5 slash everything. But aren't you excited that you don't have to play it on a, a DS? Now you don't have to like a DS and you can play yeah. it on like your PS5. No, that's sick. And like they also added like a separate puzzle mode that they had added to the mobile versions of it so you can like do some of harder puzzles divorced from the plot and i think that stuff's cool but it just is that same game so like as a remake i it's hard to say because like i in theory i played resident evil 4 and this super mario rpg remake i think 
Resident Evil 4 is probably a better remake because it like actually changes it and like modernizes it in a lot of ways. Whereas Super Mario RPG is a lot closer to just like being that game, but it looks different. If that makes sense, like it still does modernize it in a lot of ways, but it still is that same exact game, basically. So. But I mean, like, isn't that what you wanted? Like, it is, it is, it is what I wanted. But like, does that? I, I don't know. I feel like Resident Evil still like does more with it. So I don't know. I, I would sure. argue Resident Evil probably needed to make more changes. Like that combat. Oh, that that's certain. That's certainly true, and I'm sure that any like super additional changes to Mario RPG would have made people super butt hurt. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a very good remake, and like if someone was gonna play it now, I would always tell them to play the remake and not the original, just because a it's on a modern console, and b there's sure. more stuff. So like, I don't, there's just. It, not necessarily like more content, but they just you can refight bosses and you know, sure. Uh, so there was that. I did beat Baldur's Gate three. Uh, the time it took me in Act three was exactly how long it took me in Act one and two combined. I did almost every quest. That game is just so so good. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to say, like, that is a game I I would like to check out, but, like, just the length of it scares the shit out of me. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I know. It makes me so happy, and uh, while I was in Act 3, as I had been playing again, they added the epilogue, so you six months after the game is over, your characters all come to a party and you can talk to them, and that's just delightful, it's learning about what happened to everybody. Seeing the owl bear cub again, petting a dog. Baldur's Gate, man, what a video game! I bought it for my brother for Christmas, and he's already played for like fifty hours. So there's that. Uh, so I ruined his life uh, prior to Christmas, but that's okay because he needed to play it. Okay, yeah. I uh, I must admit here on this podcast that I did download Fortnite. And I did purchase V-Bucks to get the Fortnite Festival season pass. Uh, <laughs> I would not do well, it again. Support it. I got to support it. I would not do it again. I don't think unless it's an artist that I actually give a fuck about because the season passes the weekend and I'm not like a huge fan of his music anyways. So did I need to unlock those tracks? No, but I did unlock Gangnam Style. So I guess maybe it was worth it a little bit. Um, yeah, they added the Lego Fortnite, which immediately had like over 2 million concurrent players and has every time I've ever seen the mode when I log into Fortnite. Uh, but they also added Psionics made a arcade racing game called Rocket Racing. That is, a, it's a fun arcade racer. It's pretty bare bones. There's not a lot to it. You like drift by like turning the stick kind of sharply. So like you just take turns sharp and you just drift, which is an interesting take okay. on that. Uh, it's okay. I don't know that I would play it for very long, uh, but these also seem like more proof of concept things that will be fleshed out in the future. So we'll see how that goes. And Fortnite Festival is harmonics making rock band in Fortnite. That's like literally what it is, except that instead of five buttons, it is four buttons. Uh, maybe they will add a new mode for the instruments once the instruments start coming out with five buttons that are color coded. But 
Uh, yeah, as someone who plays DJ Max Respect on four button difficulty constantly, this is really easy for me. Um, the button mapping is kind of weird, so that might be an off put to people, but it's okay. Currently, there are a lot of bugs that make me not want to play it at all. Like, you have to queue up with people to get banned stars, which you need for certain quests to, like, level up the battle pass. And if anyone leaves before you start the first song, you get no banned stars. Uh, and then mm. if someone leaves before the second song, again, you will get no banned stars. So it's really fucking annoying because people queue up and leave constantly in the middle of a song. Or people yeah. are getting, like, 18% on easy. Like, bro, you could turn a, a tiny <laughs> newborn child could play this on easy. It's so brain dead. Uh, and I'm over here, like, fighting for my life on hard drums and getting 99%. <laughs> and Moron over here on lead guitar is getting 18% on easy. Like, what are we doing? Uh, so that's frustrating. And also, it has proven that our generation just is better at rhythm games. I have seen so many videos of like younger kids, like showing like not even like expert tracks, like hard tracks and being like, this is impossible. How the fuck do they expect anyone to do this? And I'm just watching. I'm like, that doesn't seem that hard, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So that's for our generation. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, I think it's a fun rhythm game. I think the way that the songs change every day is like kind of annoying because sometimes you just want to play a specific song and the way it right. works <clears throat> is everybody cues up a song out of the four people that you're with. So like what would happen is three people would pick the same one Republic song and then quit. And so I'm stuck playing the same one Republic song three times. <laughs> And it's just like, that's the worst fucking experience in the world. I will say that. Because um, when you play solo, you just don't get the band stars, which are needed for a lot of the quests. So, like, you can still get your individual stars, but you're just accomplishing less overall. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. You can pay individually, like, 500 V-Bucks, which is, like, 6 bucks, I think, for the songs from the store. And then you, if you equip them to your character, whenever you go into a lobby, people can pick those, which I have learned is a mistake, because if you have Gangnam Style equipped, everyone will just pick Gangnam Style. So I <laughs> unequipped it. Uh, so it's like, you know, uh -huh. maybe there's some kinks that maybe they could work out, but, like, it's a fun rhythm game, and because... It's backed by Epic. They'll be able to license like very popular songs that sure. they would not have been able to for Rock Band, which is why they're getting like newfound glory songs for people like me now. It's because the normal people don't care about that. But yeah, but no one's going to vote for it. <laughs> well and so it's the the other thing is like then no one votes for the like Fortnite original songs either but it's right, like i right. pick them because i'm like i want to know what the fuck this is what the fuck is butter barn mm. hoedown i don't know i've never played fortnite and then everyone's like no i'm leaving and you're like well motherfucker i just wanted to see what the song was <laughs> uh so yeah it's it's an interesting mode i don't know that i would say like yeah like go download this if you loved rock band like it's a fun rhythm game and i think that it will get better over time the battle pass is super way overpriced is like ridiculous it's like 25 bucks mm. or some shit so that's insane actually no what's more insane is that it was less than that but you can only buy a bundle of v bucks that is larger <laughs> than what you need 
so they like con you into spending slightly more money. What a fucking scam. Oh, you mentioning the battle pass reminded me. I, I did play another game this week. What'd you play? Street Fighter? Uh, no, uh, World of Tanks. Oh, people like World of Tanks. Uh, there's a guy at work and he's always like, hey, you, we should play World of Tanks. We should play World of Tanks. And my and my um, my therapist has kind of been encouraging me to like just do more things with more people because I, I do like being around people. So yeah, like, yeah. I downloaded that and like I, I had to what you, what you had to do is play 10 co-op games against the AI no before boy. you can unlock the multiplayer. Uh, that was rough. Yeah, that uh, sucks. Uh, so like, oh my god, that was so mind-numbingly boring. Uh, so I've played a couple uh, just like online matches. It's all right. It's not really my cup of tea, but I'll probably play with him sometimes. Like, it you're in a tank, so you just kind of move slowly, and then you get like one shot, and then you have to recharge like five seconds or so to like get to then have another shot. So I, in some ways, I kind of get it. Like I, I think it would be a great game for like maybe someone who is a little older uh because like it's not about twitch reactions it's not like call of duty like you you take a shot and then you need to kind of like hide or something but it's just it's a very slow paced and i don't really love like slow paced games like that but i i've given it a try and i'll I'll dick around with it a little more and probably play some online multiplayer with him just because he's been asking to play it so like why not yeah that sounds like my kryptonite i would not be able to play that i don't think yeah, like it, it's very much not my kind of game either. But like you know, why not? Just yeah, yeah. just you know, every once in a while. So, um, yeah. And then my last thing that I really played was the last. I guess, it might not be. I don't know. The the last one they announced, the last season pass thing for the Pokemon DLC, the second part that you have to have beaten the main game and the first DLC story to get to. So it is meant for post game people. Uh. It is both really good and infuriating at the same time. Uh, It's one of those things where they like, it's Pokemon. I was going to say it's Pokemon Scarlet Violet. Yeah, it's like they did a lot of stuff I wanted, but then other stuff they like lock behind like weird, tedious bullshit and or stuff that I would never want to do. So it's like annoying. So anyways, I, I beat it. You basically like you challenge the Elite Four at your new school and then you go get the legendary Pokemon, as is what you do and everything. Um, and that that story is fine. Uh, the battles are pretty high level. At least all of the trainers in the Blueberry Academy are level 75 at least Pokemon. Um, all of them are double battles, so they require a little bit more strategy than usual. Uh, still, if you have a team of fully leveled Pokemon, you'll be able to steamroll a lot of them. There are definitely trainers that I ran into that are using real competitive strategies, and I felt my life come back to my body during those uh, things where it's like, oh, shit, this guy's got a focus sash and he just used uh, fucking stealth rocks and then change force changed my party. Like, what? Whoa. Or like he's got he's got a life orb. I didn't think that was possible for this AI. Uh so like sometimes it was pretty fun in that and now there is a mechanic that I unlocked after I beat the main story where you can invite strong trainers from the main game where they will have fully retrained teams at like 85 plus. Uh oh. and in theory they should be competitive when I invite them. Uh so it also seems like there's something where once I invite everybody there is a secret boss character quote unquote. 
So those battles could be pretty fun from a like difficulty standpoint. Um, it is. It takes place in a weird terrarium where there are four biomes: uh, savanna, canyon, coast, and like ice land. I don't remember what they call that. Uh, so there's a bunch of Pokemon you can catch. Almost every Alolan form from Sun and Moon. So like Alolan Vulpix, Sandshrew, Geodude, oh, Diglett. I like the Alolan Vulpix a lot. Yeah, uh, you only get that in Scarlet. So that's annoying. Oh, I got course. Sandshrew. Of course. Yeah, uh, I traded with someone and they gave me a Japanese one. So now I'm gonna try oh, to. Okay. Get, cool. I might try to get a shiny. So because it's pink and I think it's really cool. And then when it's Nine Tails, mm-hmm. it's purple which i like yeah that, that i do like the nine tails yeah. yeah so um that literally there are only two version exclusives it is that and uh two of the fossil pokemon shield on and granados i think you have oh, to who cares? swap yeah who gives a shit uh so yeah th- that stuff is cool there's a lot of pokemon um you have to do these quests called bbqs blueberry quests i know but they do call them bbqs uh and they are all really tedious shit like catch a pokemon or sneak up on a pokemon and they give you like 10 blueberry points you need thousands of blueberry points thousands (laughs) uh and normally it would be like oh it's fine like some of them are just like unlock additional music to hear or like they'll change the way your room looks that's fine if you're locking that behind there one of the clubs that you're donating the bp to can literally make more pokemon appear and you know what those more pokemon are matt literally every starter ever oh that's awesome it's so sick dude but it's not (laughs) sick when you have to grind the bp so, you like, are now, selling me on this DLC. Though. I am out here, Matt, and there are wild Charmanders at level 65. Oh, I am man, saying that to it. you. And with how easy shiny hunting in this game is, oh, so sick. But you have to grind a lot to make it so that mm-hmm. you can change all four biomes. I did two out of the four so far. So Okay. Um, but it's really easy because then you can fight the level 70 Pokemon in battle and level them up twice really quick to get a Charizard or whatever you're looking for. Um, sure. So that part is cool. And the this Pokedex is 240 Pokemon, I think, but most of it is already filled in, just like the last one if you had completed the main Pokedex. But lots of Pokemon. I think, I think there's only like 150, 200 missing that you can't catch in the wild now. Uh, out of all Pokemon, which is neat. Um, there's yeah. also a mechanic once you beat it where you can catch almost every legendary Pokemon. Uh, they are not in the Pokedex, weirdly. I only did one. I caught Lugia, and they're not in the Pokedex. So I was like, oh, I don't have to worry about this. Because you unlock these legendary Pokemon encounters based on thresholds of how many BBQs you've done. So I had done over 140, and based on every group of 10, he gave me a chance to encounter a legendary Pokemon. But now he wants me to do group BBQs, which means that I have to play multiplayer, but you can't match with randos. I have to get together with another fucking human being and do BBQs until we unlock a group BBQ (laughs) and then do that. And now I'll have to do dozens of those in order to unlock the rest of these legendary Pokemon. And what I'm saying is, why would you fucking do that to me? 
I, I don't like catching legendaries. It, it always just infuriates yeah, me. Yeah, it's so annoying, like, but some of them are ones I don't have because they're like version exclusives. Yeah, but you have an obsession where you have to have them. I don't. I know, and them. that's great for you, but I don't <laughs> want to play. I don't want to go to a forum and look up a group of three other people to do BBQs with. <laughs> I don't want to do it. And so anyways, I'm, I'm probably not going to. Nah, I After oh. I caught Lugia, I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Fair, I can't. Fair. And it's one of those things where it's like I already had Lugia, but you get them randomly, so I don't have Hoho as one of the ones I can catch. I think I have Lugia, like Articuno, Zapdos, not even Moltres. And I know you can get like Rayquaza and all these other ones. It's just a fucking pain in my ass. Um but yeah, you can get all the starters if you grind a lot of BBQs, but you can grind those by yourself. So no big. Um, well, and it sounds like it sounds like just playing the game, you probably do un- like just get BBQs, right? Yeah, and just so you can only hold three at a time, th- th- I will tell people this: when you start this fucking DLC, you will be like me probably, and you'll be like, "I'm just gonna go and catch a bunch of Pokemon." Do not fucking yeah. do that until you have unlocked BBQs, please, for the love of God, because then I'm glad you, you said that you could have gotten so many BBQs done prior to that, sure. and then you just wasted all your time. Don't just it doesn't take that long. Just get the BBQs and then do whatever the fuck you want after that. That's my hot. Well, I still have to I still have to play that first DLC. Oh, uh, yeah, you could just mind. you could just fucking fly through the plot of that mainline that shit. And then, yeah, that was mind numbingly. I was just oh, like, I don't want to do so this. easy. Yeah, but I it sucks so bad that you have to do that to get to this one, I think, because mm. uh, this one's just better overall. Uh, you can also like unlock different ways for you to throw your pokeball so you can like throw your pokeball like a super cool guy or like a weird emo kid and that's just fun i don't know uh so yeah it's like the battles are harder there's a lot of uh, unlockable like way harder fights you can get every starter literally in the wild which is so cool and they're all like decently high level in their mid 60s so I think it's cool, and I think it's very good, and it makes me angry that the first DLC sucked so much ass in comparison. Also, they... I I don't know what they're going to do. I think they could do more DLC packs like this, and I think they should, but maybe they'll just move on to whatever the black and white remakes end up being. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Also, because this Blueberry School is in Unova, which is in the region that black and white take place in. It makes me curious. So I don't know. Okay. There's actually some allusions to gym leaders from black and white in it. I think one of the characters you meet is actually the daughter of one of them. But oh. Yeah, it's it's neat. Lots of unlockable fun stuff to do there. Uh, and yeah, that's really that. That's what I've been doing the past couple days. It came out on Thursday night. I just played the shit out of that and we'll probably continue for a little bit. Uh, I might have to wait until my friend Nigel has finished the game because there are two Pokemon that you can only get one of in the game that he's going to have to trade me and trade me back. So in order for me to complete the Pokedex a third time in this game. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that's cool. I also played the first 10 minutes of Like a Dragon Gaiden. And uh, all I could think the whole time was Kiryu's so cool. He's so cool. Smoking alone in a bar, beating the shit out of people while wearing a suit and six shades. Kazuma Kiryu. <laughs> Still cool. 
I want to try to beat that. The, I, I want to try to beat that game, but like I don't think I don't know. We'll see. Is that the one where he he's a a samurai or no? This is the one that uh, explains the what happened after Yakuza Six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the man who erased his name yes, or yes, whatever yes. it's called. Yep. Okay. Because uh, they they released those two this year. They did. This one I is weird because it's like trying to like set up where Kiryu is for infinite wealth when it comes out at the end of January. So. Oh yeah, that's coming out too. Jesus Jesus God, that game that they keep showing stuff about it—it's so large. It's the large. It's the largest video game. <laughs> I can't even imagine it. <sighs> so yeah, that's what I've been doing. I definitely will beat Super Mario RPG, Pikmin, and Mario Wonder. But I don't have much left in any of those. So awesome. Then I am free to do whatever and move on to twenty twenty four. Yeah, which, I mean, 2024 has got some good bangers right off right the off the bat uh, for me, man. I'm ready. Holy shit, I'm ready. Are you going to play Prince of Persia? Mm, probably not. Because that looks cool. It does look very cool. The demo's out now, I believe. Oh. I think that's what they announced at the Game Awards, or there is a demo coming out very soon if it's not out already. Okay, cool. Wait, maybe that was tomorrow? Prince. Well, I, either way, I, I have other games to play. I don't even want to touch that right now. I'd rather play Alan Wake. A demo for the game is oh January eleventh. Okay, that's perfect. Also, isn't that two days before the game comes out? Yeah, it's. I thought it was coming out like maybe the twentieth or something. Like no, that. okay, that's not as weird. I don't know. Uh, that's 2024 we have 2023 we do so what I was going to ask you is in two weeks from today it is New Year's Eve right did you how did you want to do the game of the year stuff because normally we do a podcast that is like the categories and then we do another one that is the regular game of the year stuff how'd you want to How'd you want to work? You're forgetting we also have to do the best of the 2022 bracket this week. Oh, shit. And I've got that bracket ready. And then I was going to ask if you wanted to do maybe like a Christmas Eve or maybe like the 23rd. And we'll just do the categories and then we'll just do our normal, uh, you know, game of the year podcast. Yeah, I could do it on the 23rd in theory. We'll have to talk more separately, but I believe I should be able to do I, that. I, which we actually we could actually just do it any like night, yeah. I guess. Uh well, we could figure it out. Um Yeah. But I, I do think we we need to do the categories. Oh, we yeah. do the categories. So so uh but as I said, this week we got to do the the best of 2022 brackets. Okay. And I will get that sent over right now. And then I got to just uh, reshuffle because I always like to reshuffle the bracket before we go. Yeah, no rigging of the bracket. Exactly. Last year, I believe it was Tony Hawk that won. Yeah. The 2021. That sounds which true. I have a feeling, I don't want to spoil it, but I have a feeling I know what's going to win this year. Oh. Because I just know you and I. Uh, but I have sorted it, and I will officially start the tournament. 
Uh, so right off the bat, we have a tough one. Uh, Splatoon 3 versus Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I'm going Splatoon. I was gonna say, I, I love Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, but I can't, yeah. I cannot in good conscience say that it is a better, <laughs> I can't. It's Splatoon 3, it is. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, uh, it would ooh, be, I, that's... the cops would come for us if we voted that. <laughs> it's better than anything, I think. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, Manny. Neon White versus God of War Red. Uh, <laughs> uh, I listen, I let you. Listen. I'll let you decide because, like, listen. Neon White is so cool, and it was such a good game. Mm-hmm. God of War Ragnarok is just—it's in a different echelon of game and funding and what it is. Uh, it is God of War Ragnarok. I mean, it's okay. Or okay, as that's my bad. screen says right now, because I know it's getting cut off, God of War Ragnarok. 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 So. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland versus Marvel's Midnight Suns. I like Tiny Tina's Wonderland, but I think I would like... I've bought Marvel Midnight Suns. I've dabbled a little bit. I definitely want to play more. I think I would like that more. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns is one of the games that I played the most this year, 2023. <laughs> In, it is, but it was a 2022 game. I'm just saying. It's very good. Yes. I okay. didn't play Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and I know I would not have liked it, even if I did. So It was it was better than uh, the last one they made. Um, low bar, but, low um, bar. I, it was a low bar, yeah. Uh, but Mid- Midnight Suns is incredible. It would have been in my top ten last year, no questions asked, if I had played it. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley versus Ali Ali World. Now, technically, Disney Dreamlight Valley came out this year because it just left early access two weeks ago. Yeah, but, I don't know, like, because it. But also, Ali Ali World's a better game, regardless. I so say this Ali, as Ali someone World? who has played over seventy hours of Disney Dreamlight Valley <laughs> and bought the DLC several weeks ago that I still have to finish. So. I played Ali Ali World. I liked it. Yeah, it's it's very good. It was fun. Dreamlight Valley is like a really half-assed Animal Crossing slash Stardew Valley that gets a lot of mileage out of having characters. characters. Yeah, they added Jack Skellington. Yes. It's a big deal. Ooh, this is, uh, I feel like my baby versus, like, well, I don't want to call my baby, but like one of my games versus one of your games, mm-hmm. Chained Echoes versus The Plague Tale. Rally. Oh, fuck. I just saw what's going to win overall. Um, anyways, yeah, <laughs> it's obvious. That's I, unfair. It's obvious. I, did, I didn't even think about it. It's so unfair. That's yeah, broken. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that, that, oh, that DLC comes out tomorrow. Anyways, uh, dude, I don't know. I can't. Chain Decos. I, I liked Chain Decos was very good. I I believe you gave this game a five, which I would have given Plague Tale a four. So like I'm okay saying Chain Echoes. Yeah, I think uh, Chain Echoes is one of the best like games that's trying to be a PlayStation One era RPG without like relying too heavily on nostalgia that like pulls it off. Like it just works as a good game, as opposed to like a weird nostalgia vehicle. So sure, I think that's true. Uh, the next one, uh, Vampire Survivors versus Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is an excellent game. I loved every time in battle the millions of times that Noah said, I'm full of beans, but <laughs> it is not better to me than Vampire Survivors. Most things are not, TBH. Yeah, yeah. So. 
uh, Vampire Survivors. I really liked it. It it is just like endorphin rush the video game. Yes, dopamine. Just give me dopamine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Pokemon Legends Arceus versus Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. This is a this is a new category. I uh, I love Legends Arceus, and I hope that it is not the only time they make a game like that. I hope that they make another one. Um, it sold pretty well, so I hope they do, but I don't know when that fits into their insane release schedule. Um, that game was really fun, but Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak overall, I think is just a better experience. Like Legends Arceus is more like a proof of concept that like shows what could be super cool. And Monster Hunter Rise is a concept that was cool already. And then Sunbreak get over the edge to be awesome so yeah so okay monster hunter rise moves on uh this is dlc but i really liked it uh the forza horizon 5 hot wheels versus the quarry <clears throat> i know it's just dlc but man i had so much fun with the the hot wheels the, the track was so much fun and just driving around that world and driving as the hot wheels where the quarry it had some good moments but like i didn't I don't know. It, it definitely, it was very forgettable. Yeah. I, I, don't really I watched people play it. I didn't play it. I remember everything because mm. I thought it was a fun okay. watching the people play it. But I only played the very beginning personally. I watched the rest of it. So we'll, I'll defer to you on this one, I think. Well, it, you probably watched uh, the Giant Bomb people or, or Nextlander, Nextlander right? yeah. So, I mean, like, they would have made it a little more entertaining as well, I assume. No, yeah, I also, I think it was a good, like, it was an interesting horror story, but I had also not right. played Until Dawn at that point, and then I played it afterwards, and I think Until Dawn was a better game. A better experience, yeah. yes. A, another reason why I feel okay about Forza Horizon 5 is I, um, the next group is Elden Ring versus Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. Let me tell you uh, what. Actually, you didn't like Elden Ring. I was thinking you did. As someone who did not be Elden Ring, but still thinks about mm-hmm. going back to it every so often, I liked Kirby in the Forgotten Land more than I liked Elden Ring. Oh <laughs> my! We probably just lost some listeners. Listen, man, one, Kirby I'm in the okay Forgotten Land is fucking sick, and anyone who wants to fight me about it can fight me about it. It's so good. <laughs> Big mouthful mode, man. He, he eats mm-hmm. a car. The end of that yeah, game. I, you, I, the I, end of that game. You're an 18 wheeler, like doing a kamehameha against an alien. Like, what? It doesn't even make I, sense. Sick. It was the best Kirby game in probably like 15 years. Yeah, it so. was awesome. Uh, nobody saves the world versus uh, Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker. So I did not play Endwalker. So I okay. It probably was awesome. It was the end of the current arc. And they're finally moving on to a new arc. But I know you really like well, Nobody Saves the World. So I had that was my game of the year. That was a game I 100%ed. I just loved that game so goddamn much. It was so much fun. So, yes, I am more than happy to let that go along for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is Bayonetta 3 versus Mario and Rabbids, which I just got to say, when I was doing this, I was like, God, there's a lot of games that were Switch exclusives yeah, totally. last year's. Um, I think Bayonetta 3 kind of disappointed me. I really liked Bayonetta 2, and Bayonetta 1 is excellent as well. I didn't beat Uh, Bayonetta 3. 
Mario and Rabbids, that was another one where, like, in a lot of ways it was better than the first one, but I still didn't like it as much as the first yeah, one. Yeah, I think I'm... that's true. Yeah. But even then, like, I'm still okay with saying Mario and Rabbids. Oh, Sparks absolutely. Of, Sparks of Hope I, I beat one of them. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, the next one, uh, Citizen Sleeper versus Gran Turismo 7. Um, I don't know how you feel about uh, Citizen Sleeper. There was only one of Gran these. Gran Turismo 7. There was only one oh, of these two right. games that I considered paying $200 for a book of its art. So, And it was Gran Turismo. It was Citizen Sleeper. Uh, Citizen Sleeper is very cool. They're making a okay. sequel. Do you know I'm, what they're also okay. making a sequel to? Gran Turismo. <laughs> so Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, but either way, like I, I'm, I'm willing to say yeah. Gran Turismo was okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe versus uh tunic god i still um, want to play the stanley parable it was cool i know i enjoyed it it was it was charming and cute and funny it's like pretty cheap i didn't like tunic. Right now, i think i i didn't like tunic but uh, i think you uh i did of... i did like tunic a lot uh up until a certain point where i had to turn off the damage in combat because there was a combat mm. puzzle that i thought was literally impossible um and uh, I actually just read an article about Tunic recently that was really cool. And I think it's a cool concept that does not execute as well as it should have. I would say the Stanley Parable in this case, probably just because you didn't really like Tunic. And it's one of the only games where I have ever been like, oh, this encounter is not something that I can physically do to continue the game. Yeah, I just found it. I just didn't. Tunic just did not stick with me. Yeah. Uh, this next one, like, I know you didn't like it, but Stray was this, like, weirdly big deal. Yeah. Uh, where the other one I know you really like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredders. You know what's also a weirdly big deal? The Ninja Turtles. And this game got <laughs> DLC this year that I still didn't play, but they added Karai and Usagi Yojimbo. So that's sick. They just added the Can Ninja Turtles. They, uh, they added the Ninja Turtles to Fortnite. Yeah, I but you said Teenage Ninja Turtles are weirdly popular, and I don't think they're weirdly popular. It's not weird. They're just I, very popular. Under, they're very popular, I know. And I love them. Also, that game was very good. So, at Stray, I did not feel the same about that. Yes. Uh, lastly, a <laughs> uh, mobile game, which doesn't come up very often, but I think it was like... Oh, it doesn't like come up very often to you. Because uh, no, I'm no, no, no. I'm oh, saying okay. mobile games in, no, on our podcast. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I was gonna say, as someone who just got their Twitch recap, maybe I watched several hundred hours of Marvel Snap play. <laughs> uh, I liked Triangle uh, Strategy, but I'm willing to say Marvel Snap. You seem to be upset. I play Marvel Snap every day, so, except okay. today. Shit, I gotta play Marvel Snap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I can't believe that it like has hooked me as big as it has it's crazy to me so that is it we had 31 games so like one of them ended up getting a buy which we will talk about next but that brings us to uh the round two which is uh horizon forbidden west for splatoon 3 i'm willing to say splatoon 3 yeah that's what i would say but i didn't play horizon so I was just going to chant Splatoon 3 until you let it in. <laughs> well, you didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, God of War Ragnarok versus Marvel Midnight Suns. I, I would push God of War. This is fucked up. But... I would say Marvel's Midnight Suns. I enjoyed it more than my time with God of War, but I will say God of War in this context. Okay. 
Uh, Ali Ali World versus Chained Echoes. I will defer to you. I would say Chained Echoes. Uh, both like a similar scale of like development, I think. So that's actually kind mm-hmm. of that's kind of an actual interesting one. Um, Chained Echoes did f- more for me. Like I remember more about it now than I did of Ali Ali World. Although I do Ali Ali World has such a sense of style, man. It's so cool. It it did. Uh, part of me, I I kind of wish it was a little harder. Because I, I, I kind of enjoyed just going through the tracks yeah. where the game was more about doing tricks while you're do- on the track. Yeah, I didn't play either of the previous two DLCs or the, the, the DLCs that came out. I wonder if those had more like uh, challenging things in it. So, But oh, we'll move uh, Chain Echoes along yeah. and just uh, Ali Ali World, you were cool. Uh, Vampire Survivors versus Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. It's it's vampire, vampire survivors it's unfair one of them had such a low budget compared to the other one too it's rough i don't know how it got uh, away with it yeah <laughs> uh forza horizon 5 hot wheels versus kirby i'm willing to say kirby in this case because forza horizon you know 5 what's is so fucked up about this now that you i you have said kirby in the forgotten land it reminded me mm-hmm. that i still want to get the true ending in that game and it makes me want to play it right now because i was like really close Oh, I'm sorry. I've added that. No, that's okay. I, that back. game is so sick, though. I like, man. Yeah. Kirby games get so weirdly dark, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this whole people was genocided in Kirby? Calm down. Huh. That is interesting. Um, yeah, this next but, one, I would say nobody saves the world over Mario and Rabbids. Because, yes. You know, we both felt I'm, similarly about Rabbids, where it was like, I liked it, but not as much as the first one. And you love Nobody Saves the World. So I did. So I am, yes, I'm okay with that. Uh, the next one, Citizen Sleeper versus Stanley Parable. I think it's Citizen Sleeper. Ironically, both of these are about narration. Uh, mm. But yeah, I, I guess I would say Citizen Sleeper. I mean, I, having not ever played the Stanley Parable personally. <laughs> Uh, I guess this is another year, babies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Marvel Turtles Snap. versus Marvel. Uh, Snap, and Marvel Marvel Snap has stuck with me longer than uh, the last Ninja Turtles game. That's, I mean, it was it, it was a good side. Scro- a different. It was a good side scrolling beat 'em up, but they only do so much for you in the modern sure. era. I feel like so they bur- I burn out on them pretty quick. But I mean, in fairness, they're not made to play like you play. Marvel no, 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 they're not. I mean, now the DLC added this weird like roguelite mode that might be closer to mm-hmm. like, hey, play this for a really long time. But at Marvel Snap is I'm a sicko. That's the moral of the story. All right. So now we are in the top eight and uh, round three. So we have Splatoon 3 versus God of War. I'm almost willing to say Splatoon 3. I guess I would. I have played more splatoon 3 overall um it's a game that i've wanted to play this year and i i feel like i i've experienced god of war and i remember us both being a little disappointed by the ending i I was very disappointed by the ending of ragnarok yeah so they bunted the ending and it was just like oh okay well splatoon 3's got i'm okay with saying splatoon 3 it's got some single player dlc coming up that i'm pretty hyped for so and just going hopping into that multiplayer is always yep, fun. just a new patch dropped the other day. So, uh, Chained Echoes versus Vampire Survivors. I'm gonna have to go with Vampire Survivors <laughs> on that one. I think because uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it's good. If you can't tell, 
when I looked at the list, I was like, oh, vampires. I didn't even think of that. That's so unfair. (laughs) It's unfair, I will say. Only one game on now, here costs three dollars. Uh, so. <laughs> hey, and and that's gonna win. So. I know, I know. I think that's really funny. Oh, these it's other hilarious. ones are like we had a budget of eight hundred billion dollars. Uh-huh. He was like, I've got six bucks, and I bought an asset pack. And you're like, hell yeah, man. hey, let's go. Hey, Citizen Sleeper, nobody saves the world. Vampire no, no, survivors, no, I know. chained echoes. Hey, we, half our games hey, have a lower budget. No, not as low as Vampire Survivors. No, you're right. You're right. He basically, Vampire Survivors. He literally, like, <laughs> listening to him talk about it is so funny because he just, like, made it in his spare time and was like, this isn't going to be anything. And then it was like, oh, actually, just kidding. Now it's getting, like, a TV show. It's just, it makes no sense. I think my favorite thing is, like, my I was dating... I had a girlfriend at the time, and like when I showed her this game, she was like offended at that I played oh, it for like fifty. I just plus remember hours. Mackenzie came in the other night or the, the, a couple <laughs> weeks ago when I had got back and get into it, and she was like, uh-huh. "This is what this looks like." And I was like, "What do you mean you've seen that? You've seen this before?" And she's like, "I know. I've only ever heard you talk about it. I've never seen it. This doesn't look like anything special." And I was like, "You take that back." <laughs> Uh yeah, and it's one of those games like um, it it's only gonna click with a certain type yeah. of person, and like you and I are that person exactly. where it's just like dopamine rush the video game. Yeah. So. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten uh, Land versus Nobody Saves the World. Um, these are two very different games. Uh, you really liked Kirby. I really like Nobody Nobody Saves the World. Hmm. I don't know. I, I guess we can say nobody saves yeah, the is, world because I know you felt very passionately about it then. Uh, I did. I like Kirby, but I also re- but... I also remember like I felt very like I, I really liked it. It was my game of the year, but I didn't feel strongly about like if it came out this year. Let's say it would be in my top ten, but it would probably finish like sixth or seventh. And, oh, and it just kind of tells you that that kind of tells you like how like. I didn't love last year, and I'm just like loving a lot of the games that came out this year. I did so, love like, a lot I, of games that came out last year, but I would say that Kirby mm-hmm. would not make my list this year. I don't think so. Okay, so I, I'm okay with then letting Nobody Saves the World yeah. keep going for a little bit longer. So, uh, And then lastly, Citizen Sleeper versus Marvel Snap. This is just a you. Marvel Snap. Okay. So, Splatoon 3 versus Vampire Survivors. I think we already yeah, know what's going to happen. Uh, ooh, Vampire Survivors wins it's, by a slim margin, I think. It, yeah, ooh, oh my god. Yes. And then, I, 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 it seems like Marvel Snap has clicked with you way more than I, you saved the world. So as I I'm said, okay I play it that. every day. It's disgusting, and I hate myself. But it's okay, because now, <laughs> in the finals, it's Vampire Survivors. It's two mobile games Marvel against Snap. each other. Hey, Vampire Survivors on this. mobile, okay? Mm-hmm. It could be. It probably is a decent mobile game, but I played it on PC and my Xbox. Yes. So. Uh, and then we're going to say Marvel's or Vampire Survivors. Oh, wins. man, I almost tricked you. <laughs> uh, yeah, like... Vampire Survivors. Um, uh-huh. Look forward to the new Among Us themed DLC that comes out tomorrow. It costs $2.50. Oof. Uh, there's 14 new characters and like 12 new weapons or something. That's a lot, actually. Now oh, that I say that out loud, I got that. 
I got that mixed up. Okay, 2020 was Tony Hawk. Uh-huh. Do you, last year was Psychonauts 2. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, it was Psychonauts 2, Hitman 3 was number 2, and then tied for third was Forza Horizon 5 and Deathloop in 2020, for 2021. Deathloop was good. Uh, and then 2020 was Tony Hawk 1, Hades 2, and then tied for third was Miles Morales and Last of Us Part 2. Hmm. I, I'm just thinking, if it was Vampire Survivors, Psychonauts, or Tony Hawk, I think I would still push for Tony Hawk to be my, my game. Uh, like my favorite. Of In that case, I, I might have to. pushed for Psychonauts, but okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all three are excellent games yeah, that yeah. both of us like absolutely adore. So, um, yeah, but Vampire right. Survivors get that DLC baby, tomorrow. Yes, I actually I thought I saw something where he said like the DLC was out today early and i got so excited and then when i went to steam i did not see it there and i was very very upset (laughs) you know that you've got a stranglehold on me when i am excited to pay for anything involved with among us yeah that's that says a lot it does but um so that finished out uh 2022 so vampire survivors is our favorite game Marvel Snap is the second best game, and then tied for third is Splatoon 3 and Nobody Saves the World. So, oh, yeah. Our very first Game of the Year podcast is finished. Uh, we will be back next week. We, who knows? Yeah, what? sometime We're have to figure soon. Out off air, uh, for our categories. And then our game of the year. Do you want to do that on New Year's Eve or with a girlfriend? She may want to spend time with you on New Year's Eve. Uh, Yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to figure. We'll have to uh, figure that one out as well. So, Um, but I lucky. Yeah. Lucky for you, I I will have be free uh, for New Year's. So whenever uh, works for me. All right. Well, with that, that'll do it for this week's episode. Um, as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band On Monaguchi. They're an excellent chip tune band. You should check them out. And we will be back in the next week-ish with our categories and then back again soon after that with our true Game of the Year podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I will have to check with Nukio to see if he beat 10 games and if he wants to come to that and and we'll i assume you'll get get in touch with scott as well yes uh so we will see how that goes but at least me and matt will be there so absolutely uh catch you guys for the game of the year stuff peace out peace out